The Columbia Broadcasting System and its affiliated stations present Jack Mangan, Deadpan, Theater on the Air, in Jack Mangan's Deadpan Podcast. the director of the Mercury Theater and star of these broadcasts, Jack Mangan. Hey, welcome to Deadpan number 276. Yeah, that's all I got. Hello, Deadpan. This is Amy Bowen, a.k.a. the Deadpan Ambassador. I am calling from the Omaha airport on the evening of Friday, May 3rd, on my way to the 2013 Deadpan meetup. I'm really excited to be on this trip. Good old... Omaha Airport, same terminal I've been in many times before, now my home terminal. It <clears throat> had dinner, it's about 6.05, and my flight time is 7 o'clock, and I've got all my stuff taken care of. Already went through security. Oh, random fact about Omaha. There's a big shareholders meeting. I forgot the name of the company, but it's Warren Buffett's company. And it, and they have the annual shareholders meeting here in Omaha. It happens to be this weekend. And that means there's a ton of people coming to town on the night when I'm leaving, and there will be a ton of people leaving town when I come back. Or the day before I come back. But that's wonderful for me, because that means I had a very short line for both check-in and security. Um, so I get on the plane in, at about an hour, now I, I can relax, get some work done. I'll see some of you in Phoenix. Bye. This is Sean from the Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing podcast at adventuresinsci-fi-publishing.com. And I'm Deadpan. Are you Deadpan? And here is your host, Jack Wilma Flintstone's vibrator, Mangan, of the Jack Mangan Deadpan podcast. Hello, Deadpan. Just Joe here with something I saw on the interstate driving today. I see two police cars pulled to the side. This is on a large, divided, four-lane interstate. And uh, as I get up close to them, I see the car in front of them hasn't been pulled over, but instead has been wrecked. The front end smashed all the way back to the wheel on one side. A few feet, 10, 15 feet in front of that car is a large cardboard box, partially ripped open, and I can see it's got a refrigerator or a freezer inside of it. On down the road, about another quarter mile, was a pickup truck pulled to the side woman standing next to it and in the back was an identical looking box so just just to remind you uh rock beats scissors scissors beats paper large kitchen appliance beats mid-sized four-door sedan good luck all right so i had uh, written up an outline of should have was going to say this past weekend I don't know what just happened to my voice. I was going to say this a couple of weekends back, actually, at the Leprechaun 39. I was uh, the Leprechaun MC 
um, to introduce all the guests of honor and kind of introduce the convention and just be a cheesy guy. The organizers had stuff they wanted to say, which was totally cool, but ended up kind of railroading what I was going to do. Again, totally fine. Um, and you know what? So you guys can hear what I had written up. Now, I didn't have a script. I was just going to run with it. And of course, I'm going to elaborate on it because this is a podcast and it's, de- it's deadpan and, you know, you all know me. Um, but I'm still going to go by this loose outline. So anyway, it does relate to deadpan because deadpan has a science fiction aspect of it. Deadpan was never fully about science fiction, thank Cthulhu. But, you know, deadpan was always about a lot of things. But, you know, I've, a lot of you first heard me through Duel of the Fates and Spherical Tomy, which, of course, are very science fiction-y. So let's embrace that science fiction stuff and get into my TARDIS or, you know, my DeLorean or Rufus's phone booth, the George Powell time machine, what, what the fuck ever. We're going to travel back across time and space to a movie theater. Yes, we're going to focus on movies for a minute. We're going to a movie theater in the year 1989. Sorry about the sticky floor. Since movies are such a major form of pop culture currency and interconnection, let's review the film industry's Best Picture Award nominees. You've got Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poet Society, Driving Miss Daisy, which I believe was the winner, Field of Dreams, My Left Foot, Oh, and there was a sixth that year. It was Cyborg, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, the brilliant, brilliant near-future film, which uh, I believe had originally been a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe vehicle, but for some reason that was dropped, and so they changed all the character names to guitars and guitar brands. I shit you not. Look it up on IMDb. Jean-Claude Van Damme's character's name was Gibson Rickenbacker. Gives you a sense of the quality of Cyborg. I think most of the dialogue between him and, you know, generic big boss bad guy was, ah! Yeah, I think that was actually most of the dialogue in the film. In fact, that was probably the most compelling dialogue in the film. Anyway, this is 1989. We're in the theater for Cyborg, and you see a young me walk in with a bunch of friends. Now, those guys had all just come from a hard day of playing Battletech all day. So, you know, you understand the ethnic group now. I mean, these guys aren't nerds. These aren't pocket protector nerds. I mean, they look, you know, the young me looks like a metal guy with his overkill t-shirt and long hair. And some of the other guys are, are, are just giants and, you know, but, but we're still, we, we played Battletech all day and went to the movie theater. Now resist, I'm seriously going to resist the urge to go up and slap young me silly and give him, a few pointed words of advice for the years ahead. Um, instead, we're just here to observe, like Scrooge and the Ghost of Christmas, whatever. And oh, look, there's another guy. Guy who didn't even play Battletech with us all day. He's in the theater to see this shitty movie. Why is that? Because it's 1989, and those were our choices in science fiction back then. You know, around the, in the within that same couple of years span... We also went in the fucking theater to see Julian Sands' Warlock movies. One and two. All right, maybe I am going to go slap young me, silly. Christopher Lambert's Fortress. Highlander 2. Actually, I didn't see that. You're the fucking sucker who went to see that. All those horrible Wes Craven movies. Not just the terrible, shitty Freddy Krueger sequels, which there were plenty. I mean, I mean, you had Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold on Elm Street. I mean, that's... The truest nightmare of all. 
But I mean, there's even fucking Shocker. Oh my God. I mean, for that, you know, that was about the girls I went to see it with. That's why I went to see it. Let's be honest. But I still went to see it. You know, we, we, Tim Thomerson and Bruce Campbell and Brian James are hokey actors of these shitty movies who are our heroes. And I still fucking love those guys to this day. You know, I made my dad take us to see Dungeon Master, starring Richard Mall. You know, Cthulhu bless my dad. And you know, some of you even went to see Red Sonja. Admit it, you know you fucking did. But you know, if that shit came out today, well, that's my whole point. Because let's grab that group of kids. You know, young me in the overkill t-shirt. Let's grab him and all of his friends, drag them into the TARDIS. Yes, guys, yes, it's bigger inside than outside. You all watch Doctor Who on PBS. You you're, you know what's going on. I don't know why the floor in here is so, so sticky. But we're going to travel to a theater now 24 years into the future. It's 2013. Now we're in a theater. And yeah, sorry about all the commercials before the movies. Yes, I know. Automatic paper dispensers in the bathrooms and automatic sinks. Yes, it's the future. Woohoo. See, their minds are going kaboom, but not because of the automatic paper dispensers in the bathroom, because they're just wowed by the movies. Remember, these guys, their Spider-Man was animated, or on the Electric Company. They're giant transforming robots, and G.I. Joe vs. Cobra battles were also animated. Or there were plastic toys in their hands all over their floor, to their parents' delight. And otherwise, the on-screen beasts and monsters that we... They, we got to see back in the 80s, they were puppets, or Muppets, or brilliantly choppy, jerky, zero suspension of disbelief models in the hands of Ray Harryhausen. Rest in peace, brother. You know, 1989, we'd have never believed we were just a few short years away from seeing realistic dinosaurs chasing us across Jurassic Park. Just a few further years from The Matrix finishing the cyberpunk job begun by Blade Runner, at least on the big screen. Then in our lifetime, other Philip K. Dick adaptations would draw box office crowds. We'd get amazing live-action Lord of the Rings films. Not the shitty cartoons, which, you know, we all loved, but real live-action films that looked right with the fucking Balrog. It's amazing. We'd get to see, I mean, most amazing of all, we'd get to see big-screen films of our favorite comic book characters and their previously unfilmable powers. I mean, as terrible as the movie was, we got to see The Silver Surfer. Now, these things were like the realization of a dream for us. Hello. Just letting you know that all of us pixies listen to Jack Mangan's Deadpan. That's right. All of the pixies love Jack Mangan, and Deadpan is the pixie listening way. Hello, Deadpan. This is Amy Bowen, a.k.a. the Deadpan Ambassador. This is my airport update from Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. I just landed here for the Deadpan meetup. And we landed at about 7.30, which is about 20 minutes earlier than our flight was expected due to favorable winds, which I'm really excited about. 20 minutes more in Phoenix. Woohoo! I'll see you all as soon as I get to where I'm going. And you won't hear this until later, but that's okay. Never mind. The whole point is I'm so happy to be here. Um, okay, bye. Hey, Jack Mangan, this is Brad P. from NJ, and I'm calling to get in on the hockey 
thing. The hockey, if you win, you get to do an unshow. Uh, I would, sorry, that was not deadpan. So, so I would like to have the Montreal Canadiens, unless they're taken, in which case I will take the Ottawa Senators, unless they're taken, in which case I will take the Vancouver Canucks, unless they're taken, in which case I will take the Minnesota Wild, unless they're taken, in which case I will take the Detroit Red Wings, unless they're taken, in which case I will take the Chicago Blackhawks, unless they're taken, in which case I will take the... Who else was there? Crap. Well, I know the Capitals was there, but they're like last on my list. Okay, so um, I think that covers everybody. God, who else is in? See, the problem is that the Jets aren't in and the Yotes aren't in because they're sucking win. Detroit's not going to win. Oh, Penguins, Penguins before Capitals, um, even though they don't have Crosby, so like they're going to suck anyway. Um, Rangers and Islanders after Capitals because they won't suck. Uh, yeah. So I uh, hope everything's going okay, and it's good to hear that you're still doing the show because it's not too gross yet. And I hope the meetup is going all right, and I hope the kids are doing okay, and I hope that uh, you haven't been washed away in any of the fun weather that happens out there. And I hope that your skin hasn't boiled off because it's so hot out there. Uh, New Jersey is still pretty much the same as it was whenever you saw it last, except there are more strip malls um, and more hybrids on the road, but not many. Um, so that's all I got, man. Uh, Tip Man is the motherfucking way. Woo! End, end call. Thanks, Brad. Sorry for the delay. You can have the Blackhawks. Of course. But you know what's amazing in this day and age, 2013, and what would be probably unfathomable to those 1989 versions of ourselves, is that who'd have ever thought that all of mainstream culture would embrace these franchises too? And it's true. Lord of the, Rung- Lord of the Rungs. Yes, yeah, it's about a ladder. Lord of the Rings won the Best Picture Oscar. District 9 and Avatar were, were nominated. I don't give a shit if you liked Avatar or not. It was nominated for Best Picture. I mean, not all, but many of our favorite franchises, us in the science fiction community, many of our favorite franchises are known, respected, and even loved by those muggles out there now. I mean, think about it. At the Deadpan meetup, we all went to go see Iron Man 3 at like, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning? Was it 5.30? Was the sun even up? I don't know. It was super early, and we couldn't even fucking sit together. There were so many old people around us, and not just old people, just everybody. And this is Iron Man 3. This is a comic book. Hell, most of us didn't even read Iron Man when we were small. You know, science fiction has definitely crossed over. And that's my point. Science fiction has kind of won. And yes, you can complain that mainstream science fiction is not... It's good, it's cheaper, it's condensed, it's dumbed down for film, etc., etc., but it, it still rules the, the box office. And, you know, maybe it doesn't rule all the, you know, respectable, critical society, but as previously stated, Lord of the Rungs won Best Picture. Now, granted, the, the muggles out there, they don't read the 10,000 Extended Universe books. They don't play the role-playing game versions. They don't write fanfic. 
They don't spend hours creating tribute costumes. They don't freak out and protest poor franchise Jar Jar Midichlorian moves. They don't, you know, get into endless debates on chat rooms, etc. And honestly, you know, they still sneer at the level of devotion in the science fiction world. But, you know, they uh, now they get it. Now they see that TD-0013, our friend, is not all that different in his Stormtrooper armor from the guy standing in the stadium for this face painted blue, cheering on his, fo- his favorite football team. You know, on some level, these muggles, they relate. You know, before, they only stared slack jaws while waiting online for the latest Rocky movie. Gandalf, Yoda, Harry Potter, characters who in past decades would have only have belonged to us, are now household names. Everybody knows who they are. So there you have it. And you know, it's true, we never needed mainstream acceptance. But it's there. That acceptance, of course, is a good thing in in some ways because it's funding the great financial engines required to keep putting these characters and these franchises on the screen. Love it, hate it, like it, hate him, like him. Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game is going to be a probably shit movie at the end of 2013. We all shiver with anticipation at the rumored Doctor Strange movie. And you know what? If current trends continue, all of those muggles will be in the theater with us in 2017. Hearing of his servant Wong for the first time. And you know, they won't be feeling our twinge of pain that Dormammu doesn't look quite demonic enough. So the point of this ramble is that science fiction is not just a fringe thing anymore. It is mainstream. The ideas that science fiction presents, you know, that beautiful thing, that can reach the mainstream. District 9, again, is a brilliant movie with with far-reaching ideas and and intelligence behind it and that you know that came out of nowhere and reached the mainstream you know and we haven't even talked about the books about what's happened with i've been using the term muggles to talk about the mainstream audiences but we haven't even talked about how harry potter has transformed a whole generation of kids into speculative fiction fans the hunger games is also out there. Twilight is also out there. All these things aimed at kids, or teenagers at least, or YA audience readers. It's These things have proven that the love of science fiction is going to stay as these kids, as that generation grows up. Just like we grew up taking our beloved Star Wars and our beloved franchises with us into our old age, so will the next generation of kids. I said four more quick points, but I'm going to add a point that I was not going to add at the convention. In the film world, we can point out to young me and his goofy friends, we still own, we as the science fiction community, we still own plenty of stuff that the muggles couldn't handle or accept, that they still, they couldn't wrap their fucking heads around, and that's fine, that's great. You know, you've got Hitchhiker's Guide, has never really reached them, even with the big... The big production, big money movie that came out a few years ago. Still didn't reach them. Lovecraft stuff. We love it. They can't handle it. Discworld. Those of you who like the stainless steel rat. Neuromancer still has not been made. No, the Matrix doesn't count. And of course, from those hokey old films that we love. John Carpenter. Army of Darkness. The Schwarzenegger Conan films. And of course, the writings of Robert E. Howard. Monty Python. That's, you know, only naming a few. Yes, of course, we 
get some satisfaction out of great big productions films you know made of these that would mesmerize the rest of the world and and young and the next generations to come but you know we're still happy with the source materials and you know we don't we would love that we would love to see it done with you know with grandeur and with a huge budget but we don't need it we're happy with the source materials hi deadpan this is amy bowen aka the deadpan ambassador i'm sorry for the background noise this is my airport update leaving phoenix after the 2013 deadpan meetup and as ed said on facebook it was an epic weekend it was a lot of fun we did a lot more more fun fights <laughs> fights <laughs> but i can't talk today more fun sightseeing than we've ever done before classic house party there are no recordings from this weekend except for these because of all the times for poor jack to lose his voice we love you jack feel better we had but despite not doing recordings we have still had a great time um, we went to Wildlife World Zoo and Aquarium, went to Arizona Science Center, that was fun, and house party, played a couple games of Cards Against Humanity, had lots of really great meals together, and had a great time enjoying each other's company, and... It was a lot of fun. It's always worth the trip to come out here, and it's always wonderful to see everybody. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'm on my way over to Gate C-13 right now, and I will eat and then get on my plane, which is delayed from 6.30 to 6.50. Not too bad, but it'll be fine. I'll talk to you when I get back to Omaha. Bye. This is Brad P. from NJ, and Deadpan is the sluice box mucking way. Sorry, stop. I don't know Jonathan Colton video the other day and realized you needed one of those, Jack. Cheers. And Point two, how great has TV become for science fiction enthusiasts? You know, we went from V and Mork from Mork to Game of Thrones and Lost. And, you know, a point I've already kind of touched on, my third point, we still have our affection for the terrible, cheesy, hokey films of yesterday and today. Brian James is still a hero of mine. But, you know, it, what is great is that it is great that they're no longer our only option. You know, if John Carpenter decides to make Ghosts of Mars Part 2, then, you know, I encourage you to go see it. But just know that now we live in a glorious time when you don't have to. When you're done playing Battletech all day, you don't have to go see Cyborg. You can go see the new Star Trek film or the new Marvel film. For we've talked about, you know, the metal culture and metal community a little bit in the past around here. And yeah, that's metal has kind of seen the same thing. I would say that the popularized version of metal is crap, ass, garbage, but it's still there. You put on the pop radio you know, the ones that are, are I guess there are, there's mainstream rock radio. And 90% of what they play is awful. But it's still, you know, you'll hear you'll hear stuff that's obviously informed by by the metal that, you know, that 
those of us around here who cherish it, that we appreciate the seminal stuff, the Iron Maiden, the Black Sabbath, ACDC, and that stuff has become accepted by the mainstream. ACDC's last album was a huge thing for fucking Walmart. If there's ever a definition of, of mainstream, of muggle, it is Walmart. All right, the final point I have to make. is All right, I, t- I said we would touch on the written word. The written word. Because, you know, we have one mainstream legitimacy there. I don't I mean, I'm pulling this factoid kind of out of my ass because I'm not sure where I heard it. But, uh, you know, I'll pull a Fox News and, and just make up a fact that suits my, my point. The three top-selling novelists of the 2000s were J.K. Rowling, Stephanie Meyer, and Terry Pratchett. All right, you know, like I said. What is indisputable is that those three have had incredible sales numbers in this since the year 2000. They are absolutely at the top of most charts of bestsellers. And what do those three have in common? What do J.K. Rowling, Stephanie Meyer, and Terry Pratchett have in common? Is that all three are attractive women? Well, yes, but that's besides the point. And, you know, besides, Mrs. Pratchett's arms are way too hairy for my taste. But what those three really do have in common is that to different, differing degrees, they're still ours. They made their names writing speculative fiction that was able to, to grip the imagination of lots of passionate audiences. All right, next I was going to introduce the guests of honor, so I guess I've run out of my point. But seriously, you know, we can all go out and kind of grumble that the new Star Trek movie wasn't exactly what we wanted it to be, and that, you know, that depending on your level of trekkiness, that it was disappointing and didn't let you down in this aspect or that aspect. But, you know, just recognize that we live in a golden age where, you know, the, a new Star Trek film is a major event for everyone, not just for a fringe group of, of nerds. That the person sitting next to you in the theater might have no idea what Ponfar is. Although if they're attractive, then I encourage you to introduce them to the wonders of Ponfar. But seriously, there you go. That's my final point. And besides, you've, you know, this ramble has gone so so long that you've probably already turned to, uh, to dust sitting there in your chair. But my final point is us. And I don't mean you and me, because, I mean... You know, we're okay. But, you know, the people around us, that's one of the depressing things about going, at least in the past, about going to these, about going to conventions and meeting other science fiction enthusiasts was the smell. The the complete social awkwardness. The unwashed hair. You know, the guileless, gleeful squeal of unchecked nerdy glee was often not a thing of beauty in the past at least but a thing that would make you cringe and i think that you know science fiction the science fiction community has also become a lot more well-rounded and sophisticated and of course those people are still out there the people who haven't watched in a long time and you know whatever and more power to them really go wear that same t-shirt with the funny saying that you haven't washed in 25 years. But you know what? There's a group of us, and I think that's what, partially what drew us all to deadpan in the beginning, is that we were, we were well-rounded people. We had a strong interest in things that made us, things, smart things like science fiction. But you know, it wasn't our whole life. We, we could also talk about sex. And we'd even had it. Well, most of us. 
And it's okay if you hadn't. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that. And many of us had even had it. But even those of us who hadn't could laugh about funny sexual stuff. We could talk about movies. We could talk about music. Like, mu- like Dr. Demento, sure, but also other music. We could talk about sports. And anyway, you know, since science fiction has, has gone so mainstream and taken over, and since what we do has become mainstream and, and muggle approved and accepted, you know, our work here is kind of done. That's another reason to end deadpan. No, it's just because it's getting close to the end and got to start doing other stuff. That's really it. But seriously, you know, good for us and good for our generation for bringing imaginative and goofy and fun and sometimes even smart stuff into the mainstream. Good on us all. Hello, Deadpan. This is Amy Bowen, a.k.a. the Deadpan Ambassador. This is my final airport update from the 2013 Deadpan Meetup. I just landed in Omaha, and I'm checking in to say I got home safely, and I'm just about to get my bag and head home and go to sleep. It is 11.37 here. My brain still thinks it's 9.37, so I'm not as tired as I could be, which is nice. Um, And I'm so glad I don't have to go to work tomorrow. That would not be fun. Uh, I already said I had fun on the meetup weekend, so I'll talk to you on the boards. Have a good night. Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. Grease is the word. Or maybe Grease 2, starring Adrian Smed. Ditto says, this is the problem with the whole FAQ. Look, I know Star Trek is science fiction, but hasn't Trek always at least nominally tried to get science right? Shouldn't a Star Trek movie give the tiniest shit about such things? Close quote. I respond, since when? TV shows have in general... Handled the science better than the movies, but you shouldn't be expecting hard SF when seeing a Star Trek movie. I love the franchise, but you will only be disappointed if you expect it to be something it isn't. SP says, watch out for those buses! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Amy Bowen says, a storm came up my way this afternoon, too. Hughes Terror says, I too saw the Star Trek movie this weekend. I was quite pleased with it. TCAT says, also saw the Star Trek movie this morning with friends. Hadn't done that in a while, so nod to the meetup influence. Cures ellipsis. Hmm, Ditto's point could be valid. Making the other cures available could have proved problematic in a time crunch. Ed's point seems possible, but Jack wins with, quote, poor writing, quote. Yes, I paraphrase Jack. DJ Bunny says, another thing, why was she stripping? Just asking. Ed from Texas says, the theories I've read online suggest that because they knew, quote, the one, quote, would certainly work, it was their best bet. The rest might have still been in a questionable state. Lopan says, do it anyway, do it anyway. Vandemont says, well, it could be Bill Murray or perhaps not. At Bill Murray, 
colon. Apparently, Neil Armstrong used to tell unfun- unfunny jokes about the moon and follow them up with, Ah, uh, I guess you had to be there. Lopan says, And I play me a mean bass. J.R. Murdoch says, I also have no car payment. Repairs are, at this point, still far cheaper than a car payment, Smiley. Though I do have a CD player. Wish it was an MP3 player, but hey, I'm cheap, Smiley. Big truck don't need no MP3 player. Tony Mass says, just five more unshows until BSP catches up to the deadpan ellipsis. Woo! Retro says, star, cough, star. The first of the week, Desert Pixie says, hey, everyone, I posted my crappy iPhone quality pics on Flickr for those who wish to take in the deadpan group. If you don't have access to the Flickr pool, then email me and I can get the pics to you that way. All right, I guess we're going to wrap for this week. I, uh rambled way way too long about the whole science fiction thing so i won't any further if you want to send stuff for the last couple of episodes we've only got 12 or so left i'm thinking about going out with a duel of the fates but um i'd like to have others involved in that somehow so let me know if you want to partake vanamond and i are talking about doing a mini Palooza on Schindler's List. No, not Schindler's List. Jesus. On Slaughterhouse-Five. They're both, you know, similar similar territory. So if you're a Slaughterhouse-Five fan, then go ahead and send some audio. It'll be kind of like a surprise final Palooza. Though, of course, it's only going to be one episode. So even if I get six hours worth of material, it'll be like a six-hour deadpan. Don't take me up on that. I also have other stuff. There's going to be a final metal episode. There's going to be, you know, we're running out of time. I got to stop putting out these episodes. I got to have to do more on shows. Um, but yeah, that's all. Deadpan is coming to an end soon. And this piece of crap that you just listened to is one of the cherished final episodes. Um, I'd also like you to remind me, did I ever do the bit about the film producer who was looking for a new franchise to, to do. Let me know, because I, I don't remember if I did or not. There's a joke about bear franchises in it, at least in the script. I, you know, I was reading the script and thinking I might do it again. All right, enough babbling. Jesus. Outro babble comes to an end. Thank you for listening. Deadpan is still the motherfucking way, and you are still the motherfucking way. And, you know, we'll still give out the voicemail line. It is 480 480- 788-JMDP, 788-5637. And you can also email stuff to me. It's sphericaljackm at gmail.com. All right. Good night, Mr. and Mrs. America and all ships at sea. And good night, Mush.